Welcome to Salem Fields Community Church. I'm your host, Pastor Jason. We're so excited you decided to join us for worship today. Um, it's a really special Sunday for here at Salem Fields as we're kicking off our very first Sunday with our new lead pastor, uh, Pastor James Hayward. So we welcome Pastor James and his wife Rose to, to Salem Fields and we're excited about what uh, he has to bring and God's got in store for him as he leads us uh, into the uh, the future here at Salem Fields. Um, we hope that everyone is uh, staying connected with Salem Fields and we'd love to stay connected with you. So if you would, please take the time to fill out your connection card today by going to salemfields.com slash contact and filling out that connection card, uh, put in your prayer request and let us know what your needs are so we can best know how to serve you as your staff here. You know, we want to also remind you that you could participate in your uh, tithes and offerings. Again, this is a way we continue to worship, put God first in all the areas of our lives. And, um, you know, you can do that by uh, automated giving. Um, you can contact the church business office for that. You can use the Salem Fields app using the online um, tab feature that uh, where it says give, or you can text the number um, that's on your screen now. You know, we've got a lot of things that are going on at Salem Fields. We want to stay, make sure that you're staying connected. Um, we want to remind you that uh, school supplies are still needed for the Smith Station students. If you want to bring those in throughout the week, that'd be great. We've got uh, drop boxes outside the front of the building, and you can drop those supplies there. And then we have our special prayer um, service that's going to be kicking off on Sunday evening um, around the area. You can find out more information on our Facebook page or go into our website to see where those locations are. But we want to make sure that we're praying for those students as they kick off the first day of school on Monday. Um, even though they're going virtual, we want to make sure we're praying for those teachers and students as they're adjusting to the, this new way of starting school this year. We're so excited that you're here. We want to remind you that at 1020, we have our children's services here at salemfields.com slash live. And at 1035, we have our student services. You can also remember to join us live every Sunday at 9 a.m. Um, at the property um, for an in live in-person service. And you can do that. And uh, we'd love for you to register by going to salemfields.com slash reopening. And you can click on the tabs there to register. We hope you have a wonderful day and that you stay connected here at Salem Fields. And let's get ready to worship. Jesus, our redemption, our salvation is in his blood. Jesus, light of heaven, friend forever, his kingdom come. Jesus, our redemption, 
darkness won't last very long. Yes, I've got a feeling the darkness won't last very long. Yes, I've got a feeling the darkness won't last very long. Yes, I've got a feeling the darkness won't last very long. Yes, I've got a
I just love that song. I love that you can um, depend on God to take and create beauty from destruction. And as we've kind of been facing the pandemic and everything we're facing in our society, we know that God can do great things and great things are in store. And so um, let's just continue to worship today by um, just lifting up this service in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you today, Lord. We lift up this time um, of worship to you, Lord, that we may be able just to set aside everything that we're going through in life, Lord, and focus it on you. Lord, I pray that you're with James today as he brings forth the message today, God, that he would speak your words to our hearts and that we would ever, um, forever be changed, God, by what um, you have for us today. We give you praise for all that's going to happen and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's continue to worship.
Good morning, Salem Fields. Good afternoon, Salem Fields. Good evening, Salem Fields. Wherever you're watching this, um, this message today, I want to say I'm so glad to be here that the countdown is over. I finally arrived. I've worked on my office. I've had some meetings. I've done a whole bunch of stuff. I am excited to be here back at home. You know, when we started this kind of journey together, I did a candidating message called Belong. And I talked to you a little bit about how when I was praying with God about what we would do here and what, whether or not he wanted me here or not in my family, that the, God, that the Lord gave me this word, Belong. And so this word has been ruminating in my heart and in my spirit as I've prayed for uh, Salem Fields Community Church and our future together. And so this morning, I want to uh, ask the question again, hey, Salem Fields, do you belong? Message number two. And I've entitled this message, The Rights and Responsibilities of Belonging. We are in a season of R&R that's getting ready to come to an end. Some folks would say because of COVID-19, we've been in a season of R&R way too long. And some folks will say it's been anything but a season of R&R. Well, what I mean when I say R&R, I mean that rest and relaxation because school is getting ready to start again. Well, at least uh, what school will look like in the COVID-19 season. While I'm at this point, I want to say thank you to our teachers, our administrators, our staff, and all the folks who work in our local county school systems who have had to, had to lead in this most difficult time of the year. This, that you never went to college, you never got your master's degree, your bachelor's degree, your teacher's uh, certification to do this kind of thing. So as a community of faith, if you're out there listening, we just wanna say thank you, we're pulling for you, we're praying for you. I also wanna thank our, our Salem Fields Learning Center and, and their leaders for all the hard Hard work that they've done during this season. I'm excited about the fact that they're going to be working with teachers and school systems and working with parents to help their kids learn even in these kind of distance learning situations. So I just want to say to those who are our educators, whether you're doing it at home through homeschooling or in the schools, thank you, thank you, thank you. Here's the deal. Rest and relaxation is important. It's important in the light, in the area of life. We like to take our vacations. We like to unplug sometimes, but it's also important in this area of spiritual life. You, uh, you're going to hear the word belong a lot. I'm going to make up some words this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you're watching this or seeing this live. I'm going to make up some words that, uh, that will be interesting for you, and I'll teach you the words as I make them up. But this idea of belonging, you'll get tired of the word, but you will never get tired of what it really means to belong in the family of God. So in that first message, I said this was the big picture. You and I were created by God to belong, but so often we settle for the substitutes of alienation, fitting in, participation, and all th different things like that. Active belonging, 
which was which is what we were created for after belonging is a passionate buy-in a deep connection and a caring that's contagious and unifying and then i asked the question do you belong you know i am a member of planet fitness and so uh, as I walked into Planet Fitness the other day, I took out my phone. I have a phone and, and I take it and I press a button on it to the Planet Fitness app. And in that app, uh, I have a black card and that black card allows me certain privileges or rights and responsibilities as a member of Planet Fitness. Now, here's the difference. The regular membership is ten dollars. The black card membership is $20. And so it has some different perks and some different privileges if you're a black card member. Now the main privileges and different things like that are um, you can go to the black card spa. Now I've never been in the black card spa except when I was touring the facility. So you can go in there and they have massage chairs and they have tanning booths and they have bubble massage machines. I don't even know what they are, but that's one of the perks. I don't take advantage of that perk. And you say, James, well, you're wasting your $10 a month by not taking advantage of that perk. But what I do take advantage of is the 50 percent off of drinks while I'm there. So I can get my Gatorade, my water, my muscle milk, and different things like that for 50% off. When you join something, when you're involved in something, when you belong to something, there are perks and privileges. So at, so at, uh, uh, at the, the workout places I work at, there's this, there's a scent, Planet Fitness, there's this, there's these responsibilities and some rights, right? So you go in there and one of the things they say is they don't judge people. You can come there, you can be fat, skinny, tall, whatever, you can come there and they won't judge you. In fact, they put a lot of stuff out to keep people from judging other people. They even have this, I usually go to the free weights. I'm not really into the, the cardio stuff. I go to the free weights and they have this lunk award alarm, a lunk alarm up on the wall there. And, and it's for anybody that grunts when they do their weights or they drop their weights or they're drinking out of the one gallon jugs or they have the spaghetti string tank tops on. They're, they're trying to keep from intimidating people. You have some responsibilities. When you get done, you need to wipe down your weights. You know, when you come in, if you're not working out, you need to wear a mask. There are privileges, rights and responsibilities whenever you join. So here's the, here's the big point for this message. Active belonging comes with rights and responsibilities. Belonging in any organization, family, institution, or job has rights and responsibilities. When we participate by getting and giving to the body of Christ, we belong. So the question once again is, do you belong? See, belonging to the family of God also has these rights and responsibilities because church is not some kind of club. It's not some kind of, kind of an institution. A church is a living organism. So let's start there. What church is not? Let's start there. Church is not some loose affiliation of people who hold roughly to the same religious beliefs, no matter what those beliefs might be. So we're not joining a religious club, right? Church is not a building. A building is simply a place where we meet. We've discovered that during COVID-19. We continue to be the church when all the buildings closed. In fact, I believe we were a better church when the buildings closed. 
because the church is a group of people. We're not a nonprofit organization only, right? It, it, we're just not a nonprofit organization with a clear vision statement and these objectives. I'm not joining some kind of altruistic or philanthropic society when I join the church. Let me tell you what the church is. The church is, is an assembly of people who profess and give evidence that they have been changed from the inside out by God's grace and for his glory through faith and through Christ alone. The church is a local, living, loving connection of people who are committed to Christ and committed to each other. The church is a display of God's wisdom and glory. The church is a counter-cultural, Christ-like, loving body of people. It was Jesus who said, this is how everyone will know that you are my disciples by the way you love one another. He didn't talk about by your, by your theology. He didn't talk about by your excellent doctrine. He didn't talk about how you serve. He didn't talk about any of those things, even though some of those things are great things. He said, by the way you love one another, everyone will know you're my disciples. Do you belong. Study.com says this in his lesson for U.S. citizenship. It says this, rights and responsibilities make our communities better. Rights are freedoms that we are, have protected by our laws, while responsibilities are duties or things that we should do. In order to be good citizens or members of the community, we must understand rights and responsibilities. Here's what I've discovered. I discovered we love to talk about our rights in our society. We love, we know our rights. You don't have to tell us our rights, we understand our rights. The problem is sometimes we don't understand responsibilities. So this morning, um, this is a two-part series, and so this morning I'm going to talk about responsibilities, and then next week I'll talk about rights. But let me give you some context to the scripture I'm going to share today. Um, when you belong to a community of faith, there are these rights and responsibilities, and Paul, who is writing to this fledgling group of churches, in Asia Minor, that he has planted these churches that are somewhat like our church today, like the Church of Jesus Christ today. These churches, there had never been a church before. They didn't know what being a church was like. They didn't know how to impact their culture and society. They didn't have it all together. And I believe we're at a place like that again with COVID-19 coming out of buildings, going online, all the changes that we've gone through. We're once again at a place where things are different and we don't quite know how to navigate things. And we're, we're depending once again on the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom and insight. See, because I don't believe we're going to go back to what church looked like before COVID-19. I believe church is going to be totally different. And so we're, we're just like that, those fledgling churches in Asia Minor that Paul was talking to. But this is what he wrote to them in Ephesians, to the church in Ephesus. Ephesians 2, 14 to 22. Let me read it together for, for us. The Messiah has made things up between us so that now we're together on this, both non-Jewish outsiders and Jewish insider. He tore down the wall that we used to keep each other at a distance. He repealed the law code that had become so clogged with fine print and footnotes that it hindered 
more than it helped. Then he started over. Instead of continuing two groups of people separated by centuries of animosity and suspicion, he created a whole new kind of human being, a fresh start for everybody. Christ brought us together through his death on the cross. The cross got us to embrace and that was the end of hostility. Christ came and preached peace to the outsiders and peace to us insiders. He treated, treated us as equals, so made us equals. Through him, we both share the same spirit and have equal access to the Father. That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. The kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name of Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using all, irrespective of how we got here and what he's building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. And now he's using you, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone with Christ Jesus as a cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it, a temple which God is quite at home. The word of the Lord. It's the amazing, amazing scripture that Paul has talked about here. Um, but before we go on, listen to this. There was a time that I swore I would never go back I was blind to the truth, didn't know what I had I was running, I was searching But every place I turned for healing Left me more broken than the last Take me back to a place that feels like home To the people I can depend on To the faith that's in my bones Take me back to a preacher in a verse Where they see me at my worst To the love I had at first Oh, I want to go to church Tried to walk on my own but I wound up lost Now I'm making my way to the foot of the cross It's not a trophy for the winners, it's a shelter for the sinners, and it's right where I belong. Take me back to a place that feels like home, to the people I can depend on, to the faith that's in my bones. Take me back to a preacher in the verse, where they see me at my worst, to the love I had at first. Oh, I want to go. Where they see me at my worst To the love I had at 
All right, let's dig into this passage a little bit. So a couple of things I want to share about this passage. I want to share a word with you, belongers. I made it up. It's my word. I've, I've made it up, belongers. I know it's not a word, but uh, bear with me a little bit. So belongers are brought, uh, Paul is saying in, in this scripture that, that these people in Ephesus uh, th that are belonging, that they were brought together through Jesus. What he's basically saying is, listen, you didn't get here on your own. You didn't get it. It's not your intelligence. It's not your bootstrapping. It's not anything like that. You got here because of the blood of Christ made it possible. So whether you're a Jew or a Greek, whether you're black or white, no, ma no matter what your educational background is, your intelligence, we all made it here by Christ. And that means that we're equal at the foot of the cross. I love the fact that we don't get there on our own. It's not because of our righteousness. It's because of what Jesus has done on the cross, uh, he has made peace. He has made peace and taken two hostile parties and brought them together. So it doesn't matter what your racial or religious or socioeconomic background. It doesn't matter who you were. Through Christ, we've been made new people, unified through the blood of Jesus Christ. Through Christ, we are one. That's good news today. We are one through Christ. No matter what society says, no matter what the culture says, in Christ, we are one. Number two, belongers are built together by the Holy Spirit. Just, just think about this. You don't just come together. We don't just drop our differences because we live in a pretty pretty kind of split society. Our politics is partisan. Our beliefs are partisan. We live in a split society, but through the Holy Spirit, he takes people who are far away from each other in ideas and in their thinking, and he makes them one. He makes them one, and that changes everything. So they're put together by the Holy Spirit so, so he says in that passage that the foundation of that coming together is the apostles and the prophets. And, and I get this picture of the apostles. You remember the apostles before the Holy Spirit comes, before the day of Pentecost, they're hiding somewhere. They're hiding. They're denying. They're frady cats. We used that term when I was growing up. If someone dared you to do something and you didn't do it, you were a frady cat. You were labeled a frady cat. Well, they were afraid he cast, but the Holy Spirit comes on them on the day of Pentecost. And these people who were afraid and denying and hiding go out and they change the world. Number three, belongers should take seriously our commitment to one another. When you belong at Selden Fields Community Church, you're not just hanging out. You're not just hanging out. You're committed to the rest of the community. You're saying that I belong to these people and I'm committed to them. Why? Because Jesus has brought us together through his blood and our non-committed culture. When things start getting tough, people quit. They run away. They walk away. But not so in the church. In the church, when things get tough, we draw together. Here's the reality. If you have any relationship in your life where you belong, and you're committed. When the tough stuff happens, you dig in. You don't run away because digging in brings intimacy. And intimacy brings closer and closer relationship. In our generation of people who hop from this place to that place and who go from church to church and who never commit, we're called as belongers to commit. 
Number three, belongers should act in such a way when we, where we build one another up. The Bible talks about all these one another's that we should love one another, we should serve one another, all these one another's. We're in this together, church. As a belonger here at Salem Fields, we're in it together as laity and as pastors and as staff and as leaders. And we're in it together as students, as kids. We're in it together as families. We're in it together. We're called to build one another up. We're called to, to be there for one another. And, and here's my deal. As your pastor, I, I want to be a part of leading a team of people who equip you to help build each other up. It's not just our job, but our job is to equip you, to equip leaders, to equip laity, to build one another up in Christ. So let me share some belongers responsibilities, some belonger responsibility. The first responsibility you have is to show up. What am I talking about? Worship. And does worship only take place in the building? No, worship takes place 24-7, a lifestyle of worship that you're committed. You commit, one of your responsibilities is to show up. To show up, not just in services online or in the building, but to show up in your communities, in your cul-de-sacs, on your job, at the baseball field, in your high school, in your elementary school, to show up. To have a 24-7 uh, lifestyle of worship so that your life is exalting God wherever you are. Hebrews 10, 24 says this. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out, not avoiding worship together as some do, but spurring each other on, especially as we see the big day approaching. The Bible says they committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, to life together, to the common meal, and to prayer Number two, we're called to give out, to give out. It's this idea that our, in, our, in our lives as belongers, we're, we're givers. We're givers. We give our lives away. It's, it's this idea that it's not just about finances. I always say with the finances thing, that's easy. Once I give myself to God, God gets my wallet. God gets the, the, the resources that he has given me to steward because it all belongs to him. It doesn't belong to me in the first place. So I, I bring his tithes. I give offerings. I do that because God, I belong to God. And so giving, but not just giving in the money situation because some of us will give money is easy. For some of us, it's time. So we're called to give our, our, our treasure, our time, and we're called to give our talents, that we are givers, that that's what we do. In 1 Corinthians, Paul goes on to teaching this church at Corinth. Every, each, every Sunday, each of you make an offering, put it in safekeeping, be as generous as you can, and when I get there, you'll have it ready, and I won't have to make a special appeal. If you're a belonger, one of the things that you do is you give time, talents, treasures, we're in this special season, a one-month special season of giving to try to catch up a little bit so that we can continue the local mission of what Selling Fields Community Church has done for years and for decades throughout our community. And during these COVID things, of course, some people have been laid off, and sometimes it's because we haven't met here in the building, but we, uh, we have this goal of raising $100,000 so that the mission would go forward 
so that we can start this new, this new relationship, a pastor and parish off on the right foot. And so I had this dream that everyone would participate. It wouldn't make a difference how, how much you give. Give what God tells you to give. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to be checking it out or whatever. But, but if everyone would give something, I believe God would bless that and multiply it. And if you don't have the give in, in the financial situation, your talents, your time, it's all important. Number three, belongers, grow up, discipleship. It means pursuing Christ-likeness. The life of a Christian should be marked by this sense of their becoming more and more like Christ every day. As we belong, as we commit ourselves to one another, we become more and more like Christ every day. Every day I'm, I'm growing in Christ-likeness, and, and that is so important. And Christ-likeness includes that at some point in my journey, God will take me to a place where I'm not constantly doing the things that I know I should not do. And I'm beginning to let Christ move me in such a way that I'm involved in the things that please him and the things that I should do. Romans 12, 2 says it like this. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognizing what he wants from you and quickly responding to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to his level of immaturity. God develops well-formed maturity in you. Belonging. This discipleship also includes, it also includes jumping into the word daily to, to, uh, that we have this roadmap, this roadmap that God has given us, this, this word that is, that he's given us through his spirit. And, and we jump into that. And you might say, James, uh, when I go to read the Bible, it's just kind of weird to me or whatever. I, I tell you, let me t encourage you to do this. Go to wherever you get your apps for your phone and download the Version app from Amazon, Market, Android, Marketplace, or from the App Store, and, and you can download that, and, and they will send you a verse for the day. They'll even send it to you twice a day. You can take that verse and read it and say, God, God, the Holy Spirit, would you illuminate this word? Would you, would you impact my life in this word? Would you help me be obedient to the word? And that will change some things, and that goes to the next thing, this idea of communicating with God. Communicating with God. I love that Paul says that, that, that I'm constantly, I'm constantly in communication with God. It's not just this one set time. I'm constantly communicating with God. Number four, belongers live out. There's so many ways to a belonger, for a belonger to develop relationships with others, whether you're involved in a ministry team or small group, a Bible study, accountability, celebrate recovery, whatever you're involved in, it's a way to belong to one another. We're called to encourage one another, to pray for one another, to build one another up, to hold one another accountable. It's what it means to belong. So we live out in community this idea that we do life by ourselves is a lie. We don't do life by ourselves. We don't do, we don't do belonging by ourselves. We do it in community. We live in community. 
We hurt in community. We celebrate in community. We cry in community. Right after I became a lead pastor about 15 years ago, um, I discovered that I had gone through a lot of stuff in my past and I had not dealt with that stuff. And so I went into therapy for about three, three to four years. And I would get up on Sunday morning or Saturday night or whatever, and I would say to, uh, I would say to the people listening to me, you know what, I, I, I worked with my therapist today and this is what she said to me. And people would look at me like dumbfounded and like, why would you talk about being in therapy in front of, a, in front of your church? And I would say to them, because we do life together. Community is important. Fourth, shut up. Belongers, shut up. Now, let me, let me explain this. In my, in, in my house growing up, we said shut up all the time. But once I got married, I, I said shut up one day, and I soon learned that shut up was not going to be a term that we used in our house. So when I say shut up, I, I don't mean shut up. I'm, what, what I'm trying to say is this. It is sometimes we just need to not say anything because our job is to protect the peace and the unity of the church. I'm not saying have artificial relationships where you don't deal with tough stuff. We need to deal with tough stuff, but there's a time to deal with tough stuff. And sometimes when we're angry, when we're frustrated and all of that, that's not the time to deal with tough stuff. And sometimes we have to be quiet as a belonger. One of your responsibilities is to preserve the unity of the church. Jesus said it this way, by this, everyone will know you're my disciples by the way you love one another. A belonger, we have this responsibility to protect unity. So much negativity has happened in the church because people did not protect the unity. All, we're all going to have things we don't like about community and about church, right? About, about our community of faith because it's made up of people and people make mistakes and people are human and people aren't perfect. So there are going to be some things you don't like. You, you, you'll see this in your marriage. You'll see this in your kids. You'll see this in your boss. There are things you don't like. But you, but you do the tough stuff and you do the tough work and you learn to either get beyond those things or say, well, there's all these things that I do like, so I'm willing to put up with this thing that I don't like. Belongers. Sometimes we need to be quiet. Proverbs 19:11 says this, smart people know how to hold their tongue. Their grandeur is to forgive and forget. Colossians 3 says it like this. So chosen by God for this new way of love, dress yourself in the wardrobe that God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline, be even-tempered, contempt with second place, quick to forgive in offense, forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, where love is your basic all-purpose garment, never be without it. Belongers serve out in ministry. They serve faithfully. Each of us has been given an ability, a talent, and a gift, and we're called to serve. There should be no one who's belonging that doesn't have a place to serve inside the body of Christ. You might say, well, James, I'm not good at hospitality. You're good at something. God is giving you talent. God is giving you gifts. He is giving you uh, abilities and his expectation is for us to use them. 
Romans says it like this. So here's what I want you to do. Take God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're walking around, you're going to work life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. And then last but not least, belongers reach out. That we, we, we share, we share the good news of why we belong. We share what God is doing with us by belonging. And we're constantly, we're, we're constantly saying, God, can you use me? God, can you use me? Here I am in my cul-de-sac, in my neighborhood, on my job, at my school, wherever I am, God, use me to get the message out, to tell my story of what you've done for me since I decided to belong. Paul is constantly, constantly telling the people that he's working with that God has committed to us this, this ministry of reconciling the world back to him, that every person that belongs, that every person that calls themselves a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ has this ministry to tell the good news, to tell the story of what God has done. Here's what I was before I belonged. Here's what was going on with me. Here's what drove me. Here's what motivated me. But after I belong, this is what God has done. He's transformed me. He's changed me. And I'm not there yet, but I'm on my way, as Paul said. I'm not, I'm not achieved at all, but I'm on my way. I'm running. I'm off and I'm set and I'm running and I'm not turning back. And here's that last passage. Jesus is going back and he says to them, his disciples, the people who follow him, go and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life, marking them by baptism in a threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded of you. And I'll be with you as you do this day after day after day, right up into the ends of the earth. We're called to go, to go to go make a difference, to reach out. Would you pray with me? Father God, thank you so much for this, for this, uh, this, uh, this ability to belong. You made it possible by your son, Jesus Christ. Because he died on the cross and got up on Sunday morning, we can belong, not just to you, but to each other. And Father, maybe someone's listening to me today or someone in the auditorium today does not know what it means to belong to the family of God. And, and, and maybe they, they, they've looked for love in all the wrong places. They've looked for belonging in all the wrong places and they've come up empty. And maybe just maybe today, God, you have, you have moved them to this place. Your grace going before, your favor going before have moved them to this place where they're ready to belong. And if you're like that and you're listening to me today, you can, you can pray this prayer. God, I don't know the intricacies of this. I don't know all the details, but Lord, I want to belong. I, I realize now that I was, I was knit together in my mom's womb to belong. And so, Father, I, I, I'm ready to belong. I've done it my own way. It hasn't worked. I'm, I'm ready to belong. And so, Father, come and, and help me. And, and, and Father, uh, uh, write my mind, write my spirit and help me to follow you. And, and I tell you, folks, if, you, if you're praying that prayer, God will answer that prayer and he'll come in. And we want to know about it because we want to disciple you. We want to we get you ready. We want to help you to belong. And we want to belong with you here at Selim Fields Community Church. Thank you, Father, for calling us. for making possible 
this belonging. In your name we pray, amen. Hey, Selwyn Fields, I'm praying that you are a belonger and that you fully accept all the responsibilities of what it means to belong to the family of God. Thank you, guys. Thanks for being here. I know you can be a whole bunch of places. Thanks for following us online. We love you. See you next week. God bless you. with us today. Um, we are so glad that you decided to join us. We hope that uh, that uh, the message today spoke to you about what it means to belong um, here at Salem Fields and what it means to belong to the kingdom of God. And so we are excited about that. If you want to know more about the uh, this service and, and the things that went into it, please join us for the Deeper Dive on Mondays at 2 p.m. at Facebook. Um, you can go there and you can join the Deeper Dive uh, discussion with Pastor Kelly and Pastor James as they discuss this weekend's message. You also have the Journey Takeover every Tuesday for our students and then our Family Connect on Thursdays and our live Zoom prayer every Friday at 9 a.m. You know, we hope you have a great week. Make sure you're praying for our uh, pastors also that are overseas. We've got our pastors, James and Charity Anwa, that are uh, ministering there to the people there in Port Harcourt, as well as Manu um, and his family that continue to uh, spread the gospel message throughout India. We give you all, uh, hope that you all have a great week. We give God all the praise and glory, and we'll see you soon. God bless.